And so we have Sister Ashley Hara, who's not necessarily a new mom, but a younger mom. Sister Perryman, who's a younger, younger mom. <laughs> older, younger mom, sorry. And Sister Betty, who's also, Sister Betty Harding, who's also an older, younger mom. And so we wanted to have someone that had small children, someone that had teenagers and um, youth, and someone that has grown children and grandkids. And each of these ladies I love dearly. I love watching Sister Ashley Hara with her children. She's so patient and calm and loving and quiet. And I look up to that because I, I am not those things. Sister Perryman has always been a wonderful example of a mother to me. Um, one thing I, I know about her, because I've been around her enough to know that she does not raise her voice. She doesn't have to raise her voice for her kids to listen to her. And um, she's just a very classy lady, and I love her. Sister Betty Harding has been one of my moms, too. She was my youth pastor's wife. Probably the longest um, time of my life to have a youth pastor's wife, she was that. And she was always very loving and patient with me even though I know I probably tried her patience a few times. So I want them to come. Um, I'm not going to get up and introduce each one of you, but Sister Ashley is going to come first, and then Sister Perryman, and then Sister Harding. So why don't we give them a good hand as we're seated. Okay, so three years ago, I was the perfect mom. I didn't have any children, but I was the perfect mom. Let me tell you, my imaginary children were awesome. They were incredibly helpful. They were really good listeners. They enjoyed snacking on non-GMO pesticide-free vegetables while sipping on some organic, free-range, antibiotic-free chicken bone broth that you know I whipped up before taking them to their fine arts class. <laughs> They never threw tantrums because they eloquently articulated their emotions with an extensive vocabulary that they acquired from their love of reading. <laughs> they didn't know what television was. Uh, they spent their day completing household chores and praising their mother for how great she was um, in two different languages because, of course, they're bilingual. <laughs> but then two years ago, a little girl came into the world, and boom, welcome to Reality Ashley. Don't get me wrong, Scarlett is perfect, beautiful, and she totally changed my life, but she's making it a little hard to be the mom I envisioned I'd be, <laughs> um, mainly because she's an actual human being with her own personality, curiosity, and 50% of her father's genetics. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Jonathan's perfect. No. <laughs> um, I'm learning something new every day, though. Like, sometimes she likes using the potty, and sometimes she'd rather use the tub. <laughs> and if you break a banana while you're peeling it for her, you might as well have destroyed her favorite stuffed animal because it elicits the exact same emotional response. Um... They tell you when you get married to choose your battles, but they don't really tell you that as a parent, and they probably should, because sometimes wearing that hot pink pair of flip-flops with that red dress just really isn't worth the fight. <laughs> you know, I used to think that my daughter would have the perfectly parted pigtails with the cute little bows, 
And now, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Scarlett today, but if she has washed hair and it's brushed and there's like a barrette hanging by one single strand of hair, I'm like, that's a win for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but motherhood is definitely different than what I expected. With all the challenging things that I didn't see coming or thought I'd do better, there are a thousand good moments I could have never imagined, good things that I'd never change. Like when I held her in my arms for the first time, or when she blew her first kiss, <clears throat> when she finally said mama after months of saying dada, 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 dada. <laughs> or when I find her hiding behind the curtains giggling because she's gotten into something she's not supposed to. Or when she climbs up to the top of anything and throws her hands up in the air like Rocky. But one of the most special moments was the excitement she had when she understood that I had her baby brother in my belly. And now Scarlett is a big sister and Jonathan and I have two kids, so I guess that makes us professional parents. Um, I'm trying not to let Knight grow up as quickly as she already has, uh, just trying to slow down and realize that I'm shaping this tiny person's entire life, and my ultimate responsibility is to take care of my children in this crazy world, to teach them about God, and to exhibit his love for them every day, and everything else that gets accomplished is just icing on the cake. I only have two years of experience, so make sure you pay more attention to the next two ladies. <laughs> anything I've done so far can still be corrected, because apparently you don't remember anything that happens before you're four years old. So if they're embarrassed by this speech, they won't remember it anyway. So <laughs> happy Mother's Day. That was quick, um, which it was very good. I don't mean that in a bad way. I was like, you know, I'm not usually up here, and um, I'm not usually up here. So I'm going to take my time because I don't want to be super nervous. My husband claims that there's anointing in this. You know how that goes. Uh, and there's not. There's not. It's it's an old binder that he uses, so that's how that goes. Um, but he uses it all the time. He's a Perryman, bless his heart. And my son preached a couple weeks ago, and, and he said he was probably the quickest Perryman message ever, but I'll, I'll claim to tell you that today will be the quickest Perryman message ever. GP, we got this. <laughs> so I have nine pages of notes. I'll tell you that. I'm old school. That, that's what happens when you're in the middle, Mom, here. <laughs> Sister Harding's more advanced than I am. I got my nine pages written out. I'm a size 16 font, so... This is probably going to be about four and a half minutes if we got this going for us. So, but I will say, I'm the mom in the middle. And, um, but before we do this, I, I do want to pray, um, because I do believe I have the, a little word from the Lord. Nothing extravagant, because, you know, I'm me, and um, the Lord, I need the Lord, you know. And, it's, and from motherhood, I'll tell you this. You can't make it without the Lord, <laughs> and that's that's a guarantee for sure. Um, that's that's that. So let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's, uh, Brother Buford, if you can pray. Um, I know, I'm sure Ashley's prayed. I know Sister Harding's prayed, but let's pray before we. I know there's a lot of visitors here today. Let's, if we don't mind, let's pray for all the moms that are here. Pray for me. Um, I'm not usually up here. I'm usually quiet, and I know that's. It's probably a shock to all of you and probably a shock to me as well. So if we can just pray today. Heavenly Father, 
Thank you, Jesus, for your word, God. We ask, Lord, that you would touch us today, God. Pray, Lord, that your anointing and unction would be with each and every one of us today, God. In Jesus' name, help us today, God. In Jesus' name. Okay, so our theme was supposed to be moments that matter. So we all have those moments, moments that will forever be in our memory bank, moments that we want to cherish, and even moments that we want to forget. Moments that we've learned from, moments that we've grown, moments that we've grown through. The time when I felt so proud taking my my child their favorite fast food up to school, up to school for lunch, only to be told by the lunch lady, "Oh, you're the mom whose little girl was crying because you missed her lunch time." Yep, that was me. <laughs> Thankfully, they got her out of class so she could enjoy lunchtime with me. Then there were those late night feedings when you're so tired, but you power through and you hold that sweet baby tight only to wake up later and find her sleeping peacefully on top of your feet. Since you used to swaddle her so tightly like a burrito, she rolled safely down your legs. Oh wait, that's a Father's Day story. (laughs) That would be my husband, he did that and I found out about a year later because he didn't want to tell me that she rolled down his feet while he was feeding her. So, um, I've had long and hard to think about this, what I was going to say today, which could be a good thing and could be a bad thing. I've asked the Lord what he wanted me to say and to help me, and this is what I feel like he's given me. So, with this help today, I'm going to give you what he has given me. I'm not one to compare myself to others, never really have, and I don't feel like I plan on starting it today or ever. It's not a healthy thing to do. There's a quote that says, comparison is a thief of joy, and I truly believe that. You know what goes on, you never know what goes on behind the scenes of closed doors, what people's bank accounts really look like, how hard they've worked, or how much they've really prayed to get where they are. But what I have done is compared myself to someone in the Bible. Have you ever done that? Anyone? Anyone? So there's this woman in the Bible, her name wasn't even mentioned. An unknown woman, but someone we've all heard sermon after sermon about, and today you're going to hear about her again. The woman with the issue of blood, because let's be honest with ourselves, we've all had issues. Maybe not the same type of issue, but maybe not the same type of issue, but we've all had issues. And I know for me, there's always room for improvement. Back in August, some of you may know, I started having horrible headaches and neck pain. I went to urgent care, my primary, physical therapy, a neurologist, this doctor, that doctor, this medicine, that medicine, you name it. I literally felt like this unknown woman. Anyone else ever feel like that? Almost like a guinea pig for a doctor's office. And for months, I felt like I couldn't get any relief. I couldn't imagine 12 years, 12 years, 144 months, and I, and I want to complain about a few months. So let's read the text together, Mark 5, 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship into the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come, and lie thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she may live. 
And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, touched him, or turned him, um, hold on, that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press, and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. It says she heard of Jesus. So when she knew he so she knew she could he, so she knew he could heal her. She knew what kind of power he had. As I was thinking of the story and just thinking of women in general, I thought, I wonder if she woke up that morning and thought, today's the day. Did she know Jesus would be in the area or was she going about her normal routine and here he was in the in the area and, and immediately leave her place and go find him? Either way, I know how we women are and some of us men too. I thought to myself, surely even in her desperation, after 12 years of suffering, there was some hesitation and doubt. Because let's face it, she was human. And she did hear, and did she hear or see Jairus ask Jesus to go see about his daughter? Did she think, there goes my chance of healing? Jesus, he just took, or Jairus just took it from me. Should I even bother? Maybe I should just go back, to, back into isolation and stay there for the rest of my life. She was human, so I know how her mind had to wonder, but I also know she had faith because she says, if I may just touch his clothes, I shall be whole. I only shared this story with my husband and sister Brianne. It honestly didn't dawn on me until the day or two after it actually happened. Remember the night Brother Harple came and Brother Buford and um, came and got Brother Buford and they had prayer for Maggie back in the back pews. She was having some difficulty and the Lord touched her and took her pain away. Well, I remember joining them in prayer and I just remember just reaching my hand down and I'm sorry I didn't want to cry today, but I remember reaching my hand down and praying for Sister Maggie. I had a pretty bad cough and I remember that was months when everybody had a cough. It seemed like everybody had bronchitis and something was going on. But I remember literally sounding like, like I had smoked a couple pack of cigarettes. Like it was, it was a bad cough. And um, don't, I'm sure that's probably gonna be the one part that people remember. But I didn't smoke. <laughs> well, it didn't dawn on me until the next day that the Lord had healed that cough right when we were praying for Sister Maggie. And I woke up and I thought, I don't have that cough anymore. And I'm sharing with 
sharing this with you to tell you, don't be discouraged when you see the Lord healing and doing a work in someone else's life because he is powerful enough to take care of you and touch you at the same time that he is touching someone else's life. God is big enough to take care of your need just as he is taking care of someone else's need. When we're in a service, don't worry about If God is over here touching somebody, you, you know what? Be encouraged. God, you are here. Let me raise my hands and worship and thank you, Jesus, because you know what? You're here. You can touch me and do a work in me just as much as you're doing a work in, in, in Sister Maggie's life. I didn't have any idea, but you know what? I was thankful. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So 12 years of suffering, it all comes down to this final moment of desperation. She knows that if she makes her way into this crowd, everyone she touches is contaminated too. You know, it kind of makes me think, oh, was there some germaphobes back in that day too? I mean, there is now, so, and we're all human. They were human then too. So everyone she touches was contaminated too. In, Levitic in Leviticus, it talks about the laws and I'm pretty simple, so we're going to leave this pretty simple today. Since she was technically unclean because of her issue, she's even, she was even risking possibly making this healer unclean. But her faith rises above her fears and her thinking, and she makes it through the, through the crowd. Sometimes you have to push past your fears. You have to push past your anxiety. You have to push past your worry. You have to push past your stress. You have to push past your thinking. You have to maybe push past what others even think about you. I know this is hard to think about on Mother's Day, but you know what, ladies? This is real life, and this is serious stuff, but I mean, this is true. You have to push past Sometimes you have to push past you. I've had to push past me. Sometimes you have to just push past everything and just get to him. Believe me, I know after months of headaches and neck pain and stress and anxiety and worry, I've had to push past all of that and get to him. I've had to literally push past him. And you know why? You know why I'm the mom in the middle? I've had teenagers. I've literally had to, I've laid there for months and thought, you know why I'm doing this? I've got Grant and Allie. I'm laying there on a bed with a stupid head and neck pain, and why am I doing this? Because of my kids. I've got to push past. I've got to keep going. I'm Jesus, you're with me. God, I'm not giving up. I'm doing this because of them. I love Keith, but my kids are watching me every day. God, you're helping me. I've got to push past. So I've literally had to wake up every morning and touch his garment every morning. And these are the moments that matter in my life. These are the moments that are going to sustain, sustain you as a mother, as a father, as a Christian. You have to push past yourself daily to get to him. He is for you. He is going to help you. So she finally reached him, even if it was just the simple touch of his garment. And she knew, and he knew, she was healed. One of my favorite sayings is, love is in the detail. For some reason, I don't know, I, excuse me, I remember crazy details. I literally may meet someone 10 seconds later, I may forget your name, I'm sorry. But I will, 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 I, will, I will remember that you love raspberry-filled jelly donuts. I don't know why. I'll just remember that. So <clears throat> I'll remember that Sister Sharla loves, hates cinnamon. I'll remember that Sister Carrie loves kiwi pie or key, key lime. 
but she loves it from Florida. I'll remember that Sister Sorrels likes lilacs. And just recently I learned that Morgan likes the smell of skunks. I thought I would, I know this is crazy, so crazy. <laughs> I really didn't think that there was anybody else in this world that liked the smell of skunks because I actually like the smell of skunks. Not a big, strong smell. I don't want to get sprayed by a skunk, but I like the faint smell of skunks, which is just weird, but Morgan likes it with me. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, it's just weird. So, but there's some little things that, like, I don't, I guess if, it's just little things that I just want to remember. So, like, if I have Sister Stacy over, which I know she's not here, and which I just re- learned that Sister Stacy doesn't like pizza, which kind of blows my mind. But if I have Sister Stacy over, I don't want to go through the trouble of making her this big, beautiful pizza. You know, I want to make her chili mac because I know she loves chili mac or like, and I think it's because I want to make her feel loved and feel special. So Jesus is the ultimate example of love is in the details. If you want details, you look in this Bible page after page and line after line and word after word is saying, I love you. There's so many details. I love you. I mean, it's just, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before thou camest forth of the womb, I sanctify you. That's what Jeremiah says. He loves you so much before, you know, it's just, it's amazing to me. Just think about that. He already knew in 2018 there's this Morgan Hurt Smith and Sharon Zafonti Perryman, these two ladies actually like the smell of skunk. And I, <laughs> I love these two ladies unconditionally. You know, it's just amazing. And in Luke 12 and 7, he says, but even the very numbers of very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore you are more valuable than many sparrows. He knows every detail and cares about everything in your life. And this was something that um, actually just happened, and I asked her if she could, if I could share it with us, because not everybody's connected to you, connected to her on Facebook. Sister Jessie Teague just posted this testimony, and I thought it was so good. Um, she was looking into buying her daughter a, a little kitchen for her birthday, and um, so she was standing at Toys R Us, and so she saw this little kitchen. And, um, you know, she knew it was a little bit more than she wanted to pay. And sure enough, this grandma walks up, looking at the kitchen with her, and she's like, oh, are you interested in this kitchen? She's like, yeah. But Jessie knew in her mind, it's a little bit more than I wanted to pay. And the grandma's like, let me call my doctor, or my daughter on the phone. Called the daughter, and she's like, you know what? We have this exact same kitchen at home. Um, Would you like to buy it? And so Jessie's like, Sure, I'd love, you know, we'd love to buy it. Wouldn't you know it, it was the exact same kitchen, half the price, with all the accessories, brand new. And, you know, to me, stuff like that is just so detailed because the Lord is looking out for us. Every little detail in our life, God takes care of his people and just takes care of people in general. If you let him and you live for him and you try to do your best to serve him, God will take care of you. And to me, that's God. God, you're showing me that you love me through every detail, every moment in my life that you're taking care of me. Nothing in your life, no circumstance, no issue, no event, no sickness, nothing surprises him. I love that he knows every detail. I'm thankful that he's so personal with each and every one of us. You're valuable to him. This is how personal he is to 
he is to us, and this may sound silly to you, but it's just another example to me. I usually listen to the same CD in my car for months. <laughs> it drives my kids crazy. I don't usually change it until I'm tired of the, my kids nagging at me. You can ask Grant and Allie. Um, well, I have a few favorite songs that I may play over and over again. That's just one of the joys of parenting and driving around with teenagers in your car. You get to drive them crazy. Anyway, there's this one particular song by the Mississippi Mass Choir I love. It's called God's On Your Side. Back in December, when I was dealing with my head issues, I went to have an MRI done. I've never had an MRI, and thank you, Jesus, for that. Never had to have a reason <clears throat> to have it done before. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a little claustrophobic. So there I am, I lay down, okay, I've got this. And then they strap my head down. I'm like, oh, okay, just close your eyes, Sharon. And yes, I'm mentally talking to myself. And you know, the Bible says David encouraged himself, so I'm encouraging myself this whole time. I've done a lot of encouraging myself through the past couple months. <clears throat> and then, um, then they clamp something over my face. And I'm like, nope, nope. Just close your eyes, Sharon, and that's what's going on in my head. And then I hear, oh, this will last about an hour. Do you want music? Uh, sure. And by this time, I'm thinking, I'm not going to do this. An hour? And then, what do I hear with these big headphones on? The Mississippi Mass Choir. Hold on. Don't quit. God's on your side. He can't handle it. God's on your side. I probably look like the biggest idiot laying there with a big cheesy grin on my face clamped up. But I knew that God was on my side. He cares about every, 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 every little detail in your life. I'm telling you because I'm a witness to that. Nothing is a coincidence with him. Not one thing. So let's get back to this unknown woman. The fountain of her blood was dried up. She knew that. The people in the area knew who she was. But there was nowhere away of them knowing that she was healed. And there's a good chance they would all think she was out contaminating all of them. So what does Jesus do? He says, who touched my clothes? He knew who touched him. He knew everything. He wanted everyone to know it was her and wanted them to know she was healed. He cares about every detail. He wanted to make sure they knew they weren't clean, unclean and she wasn't unclean and that she wasn't unclean anymore and he healed her. He restore, restored her social, social status. He calmed her fears and he called her by a term of endearment daughter and told her to go in peace and made her whole. I'm going to read it again. And straightway, the fountain of her plague was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that, that had done this, to, done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that was 
knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go at peace and be whole of thy plague. The unknown woman is now called daughter and made whole, all because she decided to make her moment matter. Maybe this wasn't the Mother's Day message you were looking for, but when I think about moments that matter in my life and moments that are going to make a difference in my kids' lives, those moments are always going to involve the Lord in them. What will you do when your moment what will you do with your moment when the master enters your scene? Thank you. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not the most eloquent speaker like these ladies. I'm just going to be Betty, and I like to have fun. Matthew, I've got the microphone. <laughs> it's time for payback. Nah, I'll let you go. Anyway, it's wonderful to be a mother. And I wanted to say, first, I want to honor my mother who has passed on, and my mother-in-law who has passed on. And they were great examples for me, and I always thought, they're old. And now I'm the oldest in our generation because our mothers have passed. And that's such a different feeling. And there's a lot of mothers here that are older, and I can identify with you more. And it is a privilege to be this age and to talk to you ladies and you younger ladies. And I have notes. Sister Julie, I have my phone. <laughs> In just a minute here, hold on. There's nothing like coming to church and serving the Lord and having fun. I think we can be serious, but we need to have fun serving the Lord. And I like to have fun, I'll be honest. I like to talk. My husband says, Betty, give it up. I said, I've been with kids all day. I need to say my words. So, well, now I'm a grandmother, and those moments are the greatest thing in the world. I thought having my sons was great, and it was. But when my first granddaughter, Emma, came, and I seen her born, I got to see every child, grandchild born. And when I seen Emma born, I was scared, not because there was anything wrong, but I didn't know what it was gonna be like, and I was terrified. She was so purple, and I thought, oh my God, something's wrong. But they began to rub her, and she became this beautiful pink little girl. And when she laid her little hand on my hand, I cried. I said, oh my goodness, it's so wonderful. But being a grandmother is precious. And kids call me mama. And that, there's nothing like it. They say, mama, mama. Grant and Allie call me mama. All my grandkids me ma call me mama. Zoe calls me mama. And that's wonderful to be a, a mama. And I don't want to forget that I do have a few notes. But being a grandmother and a mother is the greatest gift that we could have. And I wanted to say that as a grandmother, 
some of the things that moments that matter is when you see your sons look at their child for the first time and the the smile that comes on their face and the joy that comes in their hearts and their lives it, it's priceless and, and we can look at our grandchildren and they look at their children and I know that they've got a big job ahead of them and raising those babies to serve the Lord is, is so important and when you see your children have to discipline their kids for a grandmother it's hard but I know it has to be done and sometimes I, I it's like oh it hurts hi Jonah <laughs> that's my youngest grandbaby back there everybody and I have four granddaughters let me for, not forget their names Emma Addie Rachel Lily and Jonah and um, those moments matter and I wanted to say I, I know I keep saying and and I think Timothy's back there going she keeps yeah, I do. I'm using my hands to talk because I may not be able to talk. Um, I hope that you're enjoying this because I have, and I, I, I know I'm not a professional speaker, but I got the microphone so I can speak. <laughs> Pastor, he likes to tease me, but he's like a kid to me too. I love you, buddy. Listen, I wanted to tell you though, um, the moments that matter is, is like I said, the the discipline you have to see when your children train are training their children. But some of the other things that matter is gathering together for holidays. You know, getting together with your kids and, and grandkids and seeing the joy in their hearts, that, that's wonderful. The gathering for school events, we just went and celebrated Emma at school uh, playing her clarinet, and that's a joy. Um, going to lunch with my kids after church on Sunday morning, that's also a highlight. Those are moments that matter. Um, some of the most awesome moments that matter is when you see your kids serve the Lord and when you see your grandchildren being baptized and then they're crying and tears running down their eyes and they are filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the greatest moment in the world because Tom and I raised our boys to come to church to serve the Lord. I was not and am not a perfect mother, never was, probably made more mistakes than everybody in here. But I did want my boys to put God first. I said, when you go anywhere, you pray. Be prayerful in everything you do. Buckle up and be prayerful. Um, and when they got married it wasn't that they were leaving the house it's they found a godly wife that served the Lord and that would be their help meet. and just knowing that Charlotte and Roshana serve the Lord and love their husbands take care of their children feed them well for the most part and <laughs> and I'm not saying who um, Noodles are so important in some of our lives. And I wish she was here to hear that. She's downstairs. Oh, I didn't say that, though. But anyway, I just want you to know that moments that matter are being together with your children. I absolutely adore my sons, their wives, and my grandbabies. And like I said, seeing them serve the Lord is the greatest reward for me. And if I can ever say anything 
to my grandchildren is serve the Lord. Don't ever compromise because it's not worth it. My mother passed away two years ago, March, and she had served the Lord. She was raised in an apostolic home, and she had served the Lord, and there for a few years she had fallen away. And it was hard for me to see her in that fallen away state. But then she came back to the Lord the last 35 plus years of her life. And we would call each other and we would talk and we would talk about the Lord and we would talk about our kids and me and my siblings. And when she passed away, we had a, a service in, in her church and it was a going home service that was so beautiful and they were singing songs and we were worshiping the Lord and I thought wow if a, as a mother when our time does come to go if we can be in a service where people are worshiping the Lord and they say she lived a good life she served the Lord she raised her babies her children right and her grandchildren that is a legacy that I want in my life and I want my grandchildren to have that same legacy serving the Lord above everything we should serve the Lord and I know that I've talked enough but I just want to say happy Mother's Day I love you all and I admonish all you women okay if you come to the altar <laughs> can we give these speakers a great big hand thank you sister Harris sister Perryman sister Harding for those incredible words and uh, I wish y'all could have seen Matthew's face. He was a bit scared. I think it was a couple Mother's Days ago he spoke about his mother. You, you had a perfect opportunity. You just missed it. But uh, I, I want us to stand. <laughs> I want us to stand. In all of these that we hear, and, 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 you know, and, and, and whether it's the, the comments of a young mother comments of a mother with teenagers or the comments of a mother that now has grandchildren the common denominator is this and when we get together and we, we, we get to Mother's Day there are certain scriptures in the word of God that just lend themselves to Mother's Day and so we do run the risk if you will of using them every Mother's Day and I, I don't want to, to um, you know lose the validity of it but it, Paul said this of Timothy, and I'm not going to preach. These ladies have done a phenomenal job. I just want to kind of pull it together uh, before we dismiss. But Paul spoke to Timothy in the second letter that he wrote, 2 Timothy chapter 1. He said, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. So he's talking to Timothy, and he says, he says Timothy, I'm reminded, and I, 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 I see your faith. I see how awesome you are. And Timothy's mentioned in the Bible a lot. They a lot of people kind of call him the son of Paul not, not biological but he was the son of the gospel for Paul and there was a lot of things that went on but then he, he says but that faith dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and then in your mother Eunice and I'm sure it dwells in you as well and I would like to just remind each and every mother and grandmother and lady here how important you are to those that follow you. And that's why I, I love when, and, 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 you know, when, when I see these, these young mothers, and I know it's a hassle. We now have a young kid, you know, young baby, and so I know what it's like for moms to get them all ready. And 
kudos on, on bringing Scarlet, even if the Brett's hanging. Because I'll tell you right now, the beautiful hair and the, and the you know, incredible dress and all of that, those look great in pictures. But they're not going to last in the life of that child. But what will last is what you instill in them now. And the lighthouse is strong because of multi-generations that come and gather. And in the book of Titus, Paul wrote, and I, 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 was, I was looking over it, and, and I'm just, it, it's, everyone, it, it's only three chapters. It takes two pages in my Bible, so it's not like it's going to take you forever to read it. But it's amazing. He just starts listing what qualifications are. He has the qualifications for leaders and deacons, uh, you know, in churches, and it's pretty powerful. But he says this, and... I'll start by, so that, you know, men, you don't think we didn't preach anything to you. But he said in chapter 2 and verse uh, 1, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men, you're to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and steadfastness. Older women, you're likewise, you're to be reverent in behavior, not slanders nor slaves to wine, but teach what is good and so you train the young women to love their husbands and children and to be self-controlled and pure working at their home kind and submissive to their husbands that the word of God might not be reviled likewise urge the younger men to be self-controlled to show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned the Bible from, 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 from uh, Adam and Eve's failure and the Lord called Adam and Eve out the Lord said you know Adam you really messed up in how you, you led your home and it showed in their children that followed but in all of the word of God you find that, that the responsibility for the next generation lies with those that come before and I want to encourage each of you mothers keep teaching keep bringing them to church Keep praying for them. Keep instilling the love for the Word of God. Let them hear you pray at night. Let them see your good works. Let them see you move in the presence of God. Let them see your worship. Let them see your hunger. Let them see your desire for the things of God. And if you'll do that, you'll never miss the moments that matter. I wonder if we could extend our hands right now to heaven. Lord, I'm so thankful on this Mother's Day. I'm thankful for uh, our mothers. I'm thankful for the ladies of this church thankful that we have